Hello, my dear listeners, and welcome to the third episode of the Toaster Fridge Grilling and Chilling Podcast. For today's episode, we have a very special guest, my friend who never fails to make me laugh, no matter what the situation might be. This friend is a recent graduate of Hofstra University, having studied film for nearly four years and having interned at several major studios which you may have heard of before, including NBC, MSG, and more. Going into today's episode, I had hoped to pick his brain a bit about his creative process and to learn what it might be like to be an artist in the filmmaking space, but a conversation with this man will always be just a bit more than you bargained for, in all the best ways, of course. So I hope you'll join me today as we dive into the mechanics of reality TV, modern sports, and most importantly, the mind of my friend, Ben Kessler. Enjoy. Welcome to Grilling and Chilling, the uh, third episode of my Toaster Fridge podcast. Uh, welcome to the show, Ben Kessler. Thanks. Thanks, John. This is uh, very uh, weird being a guest on a podcast. Yeah, I know you're you're a seasoned veteran having your own Scooby-Doo podcast. Or talking like about Scooby-Doo a lot. But, yeah. Uh, my name is Ben Kessler. I've known John Jackson my entire life since birth. And <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> And I am a recent graduate of Hofstra University. I do a lot of video work and I have a lot of uh, tangents to go off of. Yeah, he, he's built for podcasting in, in a lot of ways. Um, I, mean, I, I think we're, yeah. This guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm warning my, my listeners, me. however many there are, that uh, this, this conversation could go in, in several different ways. Um, and all of them will be equally pleasant, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so seeing as you are uh, a seasoned veteran of podcasting, I'll let you take over the reins and uh, get us started on whatever conversation topic you were uh, you had prepared for us. Well, no, I wanted to talk about something weird that only I care about. Because okay. I, watch, I watch a lot of reality TV. And I know Jillian, who was on the first episode, go check yeah, that out, right? also watches Big Brother. And Big Brother returns July 7th. But there's a big issue with Big Brother. And that it's stupid. It's really <laughs> stupid. And I love it. And it's so stupid. And I want to explain why it's stupid. And I want to fix it right here. So I'll okay. explain because I don't think you know that much about Big Brother. So actually, it's it's kind of funny. It's, it's funny that you mentioned Jillian because she's obviously big into Survivor and wasn't really into Big Brother, but they're similar. Uh, but then for episode two, I had my cousin on, Matt, who isn't so much into Survivor, but he loves Big Brother. So uh, this is a really weird streak that we have going here of a, a podcast, yes. So there's like Survivor. I like Survivor a lot more. Survivor is Big Brother, but in a jungle on a beach in Fiji. And Big Brother is Survivor, but in a house with more, I would say they try to hire more um, ditzy people is the word I use. They, they want people who are willing to make a fool of themselves on TV. They want yeah. people who are like, ready and willing to be like hey i'm stupid and look at me that's where the money comes from people like yeah. to laugh and it always gets people going but here's what's really stupid about big brother is big brother airs about i could tell you big brother airs seven episodes a week and it wouldn't be that far from the truth <laughs> big brother yeah. the big selling point and the large the biggest difference between big brother and survivor the survivor airs one episode a week about 15 episodes 15 hours of content, you know, right. maybe there's a few little bonus scenes online, something like that. No, Big Brother airs 
you could, if you want, purchase CBS All Access, now Paramount Plus, and watch the live feeds of Big Brother and just watch people in a house. That's nuts to me. Like, I, I could never subject myself to that on either end, being in the show or watching it. Like, so that's stupid reason number one, because it's just too, like, I understand you want people to be invested. Uh, and they, they edit versions of that and they air it as episodes. I think they're about three a week. And not every, the big dramatic thing of every episode of reality TV tends to be who's getting eliminated, who's winning. I watch a lot of competitive reality TV and the thing is you host every episode, competitive reality TV. Too. Yeah. Every episode, someone leaves it, or non-competitive reality TV, like Kardashians and real housewives, there's drama filled in. So there's yeah. no like build up to the end, but with these shows, there has to be a build up to some point at the end that keeps you invested. Even with, there was a show, am I allowed to curse? There was a show. Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> there was a show. It'll be the first with, um, buddy Velastro, who was uh the cake boss guy and he did a oh, show right. called next great baker and even on that episode on that show every episode a baker got eliminated that's the yeah. they bake something hey your cake looks like shit tastes like shit get out of here that's the way the episodes go but yeah. no big brother big brother only once a week on an episode does someone leave so you're wondering what happens every other episode and there's all these hoops they jump through oh the, the format of Big Brother is basically, here's 16 people. You're leaning forward right now. Like things are about uh, to get nuts. We're <laughs> going to stick 16 people in a house. Great. Once a week, they're going to compete in this dumb competition. The competitions are always stupid. And by stupid, I mean that they'll put up a screen and the screen will be like, who can count how many chickens are on the screen faster? That, those are the type of competitions. And keep in mind, I love Big Brother. Yeah. And whoever wins that competition is the head of household. And they choose two people to nominate for elimination. I'm going through this pretty quick. And then they debate. They, you know, they go, oh, my God, I can't believe John nominated me. I don't want to leave. And Well, you should have counted the chickens better. I know. Then they play another competition. <laughs> and this competition is like, oh, who can run to the other side of the thing the fastest? Who can balance the thing on their head? Okay. And yeah. the winner <laughs> of that competition can either pull one of the nominations of the two people who are up for elimination and say, no, this person can't be eliminated. And then someone new gets put up or they say, I don't want to do anything. And at the end of the week, everyone who's not nominated and who didn't win that first challenge uh, votes someone to eliminate, to eliminate, they leave. So this, this isn't the stupid part. I like this format, but here's the stupid part is that the unlike survivor where anyone can be eliminated and challenges are only, you know, you just save yourself for one round. Big Brother has so many hoops to jump through that people have gamed the system. Yeah. It's, it's like when you uh, do a, a five-year degree and then you get two degrees. You have gamed the system. Yeah. They're too, they're too deep in it that people go on the show understanding too well how it works. And we watch hours, and I say we for all the other idiots like me who watch it, we we sit there and we watch something that we know what the inevitable outcome is going to be. And for the past however many seasons, we know it's going to be either this person winning or one of this person winning. And we just wait and see. And we just go on Twitter and we just write, oh, I hate that this is going this way. Oh, I hate that this. And when we know, we know it's inevitable. It's going to get to this point. Right. It's always the people that you don't like, it seems to be on Big Brother, that go far. 
And with Big Brother, as you were saying, like you have access to watching these people 24-7. So like you you really get oh, you that, really that hate feeling. Them, yeah. yeah. Uh, 24-7 is, you know, recently CBS has been pulling it a bit. You know, you'll yeah. hop on, you'll pay money, and then you'll go on to the live feeds. And they'll That's say ridiculous. the live feeds are down. And you'll go, I know they're not down. You just don't <laughs> want me to see it. You don't want me to see them. I understand. Okay. Why would I, why would I pay money for something that goes down? Right. Yeah. Interesting. But you know, it's if it's twenty four seven, make it twenty four seven. That's all. Yeah. But it's so gamed to the point that I think there needs to be a big format overhaul. I think you need to take Big Brother and say, okay, people, we've seen it time and time again. We know everything that's going to happen every event. It's inevitable at the end of the day when we see who's doing well and who's not. Survivor, there's people blindsided. There's this and that. But there's so many hoops to jump through in Big Brother that it's just like it's kind of a never-ending doom scroll it's like i'm on twitter where you every season people come in thinking oh it's gonna be good there's gonna be dramatic stuff happening and there's gonna be this and that and then every time it's no it's not dramatic and we just don't like the people right And and they edit it in a way that the people look very disingenuous so they'll be you know like right now if i stared into the camera and i was like can you believe this John Jackson guy? Like they talk like that because they make them talk like that. Yeah. And my idea to overhaul Big Brother is I think that instead of two people being nominated, I wrote this down, but I'm going to do it from memory. I think yeah. three people need to be nominated. And I'm just going to add, you would say, Ben, you just said there's so many hoops to jump through. Don't you want to get rid of some of the hoops? I say, no, fuck you. We're going to add hoops. We're going to, just, we're going to add hoops because there's already so many hoops that you might as well make it tougher for anyone to do anything. Sure. Okay. So that, <laughs> in my mind, that seems kind of sadistic, but uh, yeah, I feel like I could be on board for that. It's like bigger brother. Yeah. I want to do bigger brother. I want more cameras. Uh, <laughs> I want to put, I want to put three people nominated instead of two. And what I want to happen is let's say you win that first challenge, John. And you're like, I want Ben nominated and I want Jillian nominated. And we're like, okay, normally Julie and I would have no, we just play in the next competition. If we win, we can hopefully save ourselves. If not, we're kind of screwed, but we really have no other power set. And I want to change that. I would say the two people that get nominated, they then choose someone else. So in this case, Julie and I would say, uh, we want to choose Jackson and Jackson then decides, okay, Jackson now has the power to pick the third person nominated every week. So we're not nominating Jackson for elimination. We're choosing someone who will then choose someone else. Okay. Why am I doing this? Because I think if you have the two people on the block nominated, if you have them just pick the person they're nominated with, it can be very easily rigged to where the people just pick someone easy to vote for. But if you right. force another person, another decision-making layer into it, and the reason that Big Brother is way less dramatic, in my opinion, is because in Survivor, Everyone has a vote. Everyone can vote for anyone. I can vote for you just because I didn't like the way you walked earlier. Like you, it just, I can vote for you for whatever. But in Big Brother, there's such a social dynamic of, I have to go with what everyone else wants to do. Otherwise, otherwise you're a target. Yeah. Yeah. Survivor, there's some of that. But at the end of the day, in Survivor, you're just getting from one thing to the next. In Big Brother, there's 80 something episodes. There's 90 episodes. You're there the whole summer. 
Yeah. If you're watching all 90 something episodes of Big Brother, just watch the elimination episodes. They're, you're not missing any other drama. Okay. So now to interject a little bit, um, it sounds like you, in every, every possible way, you seem to like Survivor way more than Big Brother, right? Yeah. Sometimes. So, <laughs> so would you say that you really just watch Big Brother because you need that extra survivorness, even if it's a lower quality survivor to you? Yes, 100%. Sure. I, if Big Brother were not a strategy oriented show, I would not watch it. And I think Big Brother is sometimes more interesting strategy wise than Survivor because you really get to see everyone's decision making. But that is also what makes it on the flip side worse because the people in the game know that we're watching them. So that influences, they, I think there's more pressure when you're on Big Brother not to be one of the first few people eliminated. And because of that, people spend a lot of time overthinking about, oh, if John wants to do this, I don't wanna go against John. Whereas in the mid 2000s, people would say, they would just start screaming at each other and they would do whatever they wanted. But now people, the people they cast that even don't know the show as well, kind of pick up on a very quick that you need a large group of people to do well. And while you need that in Survivor in Big Brother, it's so oriented on who won this challenge where I threw a balloon in the air and then took a dart and then popped the balloon and oh my God, I won. Okay. <laughs> Like, I just don't think it should be oriented. It's kind of like, uh, you don't know Survivor Mexico. There was a Mexican version of Survivor. I, I don't know Survivor Mexico, but thank there, you for asking. There was a, uh, the, the entirety of Survivor Mexico, from my understanding, is based around challenges. And the winner won a challenge and then won. And I was like, oh, that's like that's why people watch the Olympics, right? But yeah. People also watch the Olympics because they, you know, they swim, they understand swimming. Oh my God, that guy can swim really fast. When you're watching like Survivor, it's kind of like, oh my God, that guy can really like balance a ball in his hand and then jump up that brick. Like, yeah, it's a different kind of enjoyment. Not so, as targeted, I guess, or not, not as impressive, maybe. Maybe as impressive, but not... Because, I mean, like, the, the guy on Survivor isn't the best at balancing that, that ball on his head no, in the that's world. True. That's so, true. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. It's just, it's supposed to be for the drama. But when the drama in Big Brother just amounts, that drama of the challenge in Big Brother every time just amounts to sadness. Because once the <laughs> challenge is over, you're just like, okay, here's what's going to happen. And we're going to spend the entire week talking about if it's going to happen, knowing that it's going to happen. It's like... It's as if someone showed you like an episode of your favorite scripted show and you watched it and you were like, oh, I saw this episode already. And they were like, yeah, it's the next one. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, so it's just like, yeah, it's like. It gets repetitive. And you ever watch, accidentally watch an episode of a show that you've already seen before? Yeah, it happens all the time. And then you're like, wait, did I watch that one? Yeah. And you kind of. You kind of space it, maybe just me, but you kind of space out a little and you're no, kind of like, ah. I'm glad that's not just me. Yeah, I was feeling a little embarrassed about that when I said <laughs> it happens all the time. <laughs> no, it's definitely happened to me, especially when I come back to a show and then I feel dumb, but I'm also like, oh, I needed the refresher. But also it's kind of a moment of a little, uh, you feel like you wasted time in some ways. I think that's the biggest. Yeah, I guess so. Um, 
No, I definitely get that. This is my um, big segue. Oh, you had a segue? I have a big segue. So I'm okay. going from Big Brother and I'm bouncing to this is this is why I think Big Brother needs to change the format, but it's also why I think they need to change the way they release stuff. Because Okay, so this was a segue from Big Brother into Big Brother again. Yeah, into like how we watch stuff. Because like do you watch like hour long TV episodes on TV? I don't think any shows that I watch are really like hour long. I most I'm most I'm like a 30 minute kind of guy. I watch a lot of anime. So <laughs> you're 21. I'm 21. We're the right. target demographic, the right in the middle. We could uh we're not millennials, but we could say we're millennials, but we're not. Yeah. You know, we're right in the Gen Z space. So I don't think to my knowledge, Gen Z people of our generation are watching like we're not watching TV the same way. That's very so why true. Don't, why don't places like this release TV in a different way? And I'm not talking about TikToks and stuff like that and like Instagram TV. No, I'm just talking about like, if you watch a show on Apple TV or online and people get upset, oh, they didn't release all the episodes. I can't binge it. Why don't these places take capital, of, take use of the fact that we want to watch something very quick? So I, I'm thinking about in the context of Big Brother, if they were to release the entire season, like all at once, wouldn't uh, you get a bunch of people beating everybody else at the end who weren't willing yeah. to sacrifice three it's, nights of sleep? It's not even just that. I just think they should like, they have 24 hours a day of content. And instead yeah. of making the hour long things, they could make clips and bonus things and small, you know, a few minute long things and highlight many, reels many areas yeah and re reels of a specific person or a specific thing going on or an event but instead they make you sit there and fucking slog through <laughs> all the cameras in the house like you're a private investigator and you should be like oh who's in the kitchen like why can't they do that they you know and then save them money i guess yeah the problem is then that the people who watch the live feeds when the episode comes on a few days later, they already know everything that happened, but just in a water, and the episodes show them in a watered down version. And it makes Big Brother look not, it, it just makes it look a little weird when you know an event happened one way, or you think it happened one way, and then you see it happen in a different way on the actual televised episode. And then online people are saying, oh, I saw this on the live version but they edited it in this way or they were, didn't put this into the edited episode. Why not? And it's like, Oh, we were so close guys. We almost, yeah, did that's gotta be frustrating. So why I just think there's, they have so much stuff that <laughs> they could give to people and make it cool. Give and to people time, what they want. Yeah. Just what I want. And just, <laughs> just give me what I want. Just do it. I don't want I don't think that's so much to ask for. No, right? it's really not. I don't yeah. want to don't want to do it. I don't want to I don't want to sit there and stare at 18 cameras. And go, I don't think anybody should want to do then that to be majority honest. of the time they're not talking about anything important. They're talking about what sandwich they like to eat. And <laughs> you're like waiting for them to talk about something cool. And it's is it depressing? Maybe a little bit. But also it's nice when you catch something important because you feel like that private investigator. 
but also if they just released it and clipped out minutes, we do it in sports all the time. Yeah. You know, clip out a minute from the game, clip out this big play, and people just watch the highlights on YouTube. Why can't we do something like that? And not it does like, seem a, like band. a waste. Do it from the real show. They have a whole streaming service. Please, CBS, hire me. <laughs> you will fix Big Brother. I'm going to fix Big Brother. Okay. So now here's my segue, though. My yeah. big segue is uh, so you have your, you, you had your own show that was a survivor big brother-esque game show so yes. that we, we know which you don't like about big brother but what did you do with your show to make it to make the format better yeah so for my senior capstone as part of my video television film degree how should we'll drop your links too at the uh, end oh god i'm still <laughs> editing it uh we did an in-person survivor style show during the pandemic uh all in masks and stuff and what we basically did was Survivor, but with college students and a few extra twists here and there. And uh, I'm looking, we did a test run of it that was entirely over Zoom last summer. And that I made episodes that were way too long. Uh, they were almost an hour, a lot of them. So they were just too long. And I sat through a lot of those. That's nice. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, I want to make episodes that are smaller or if they're longer, cut them up into parts. And I also want to make uh, when the episodes come out, as I'm still editing them, I want to make different bonus stuff and like little scenes from the episodes. So it's not just like one long thing. And I think people are more likely to maybe get interested. I also think that's something that's hard to capture in a lot of reality shows is there's reality TV is such like a targeted demographic of people where there's like a mixture of casual viewers and like very hardcore fans. Definitely, and so yeah. on like competitive TV, there's normally like competitive reality TV. There's like long segments about like, my name's Jesse. I'm from Texas. Here's what I do. I love cattle ranching. And it's like a really long thing that sometimes people are, are like, Oh, I, I like Jesse, but it's like, I understand why they do that on the bachelor, but something that I'm trying to do is like take, get the intros through really quick. So you can hear more about how the people are in the game and connect with them on that level and less connect with them and like, oh my God, my name is also Sarah, which is cool if your name is also Sarah because we had two Sarahs on. But, yeah. uh, but I think that the show is so grounded in like this strategic and social and competitive way that the majority of people who will be watching it are in it for that, that I think it's important for, me, for what we're doing to say, okay, maybe I don't need 10 minutes on, like, it would be great to hear about everyone's life, but maybe I only need bits and pieces to capture the whole thing. Cause it's very hard to show that many people. And I understand why a lot of, why it's tough to get in that many people and people complain about the editing on a lot of these shows because it's hard in such a short amount of time. It's difficult to show people's entire being and everything they stand for and this and that. Right. It's tough. It's difficult. So, well, first, real quick, I, I want to point out how proud I am of myself for not pointing out that th this little fact that I feel like every Sarah that I've ever met has always come with another Sarah. And it's weird that you mentioned that you had two Sarahs on your show because there's always two, Sharers, two Sarahs, I feel like. But now that I mentioned it, I I'm really not as proud of myself because I, I did end up wasting all that time. Um, but to get back to your point, um, 
I know a lot of people were complaining about the NBA draft actually and that broadcast because a lot of people are mad that they always do the player backstories as opposed to their stats and stuff. It's nice hearing that, you know, Cade Cunningham has 18 dogs. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the people watching him are watching him for basketball. Uh, and I think that's something also I wanted to talk about because I know you watch a lot of basketball. I watch a lot of basketball. Yeah. The Phoenix Suns game two, <laughs> two games ago uh, where they the last two minutes of the game took 30 minutes. I just got minutes. whiplash from this little. <laughs> uh, it took like 30 minutes of real time to play the last two minutes of the basketball. It did. Yeah, that was nuts. Which like uh, I listen to a lot of basketball podcasts and a lot of them are like, oh, well, I'm a big basketball junkie. I love watching that. Do we not understand? This is why baseball is dying. Yeah. This is why baseball is a dying sport. My dad loves baseball. He loves the Yankees. Guess what? The sport is dying. Yeah, because my dad too. Yeah. The games are three and a half hours. And when you're, a, you know, a fan of a team that's not number one or number two in their division, there's no reason for you to watch a three and a half hour game because you don't feel that connection unless it's a generational connection. Yeah. So I was just thinking that with, the NBA draft and like you said with Major League Baseball there are always going to be the fans that are willing to sit through 30 minutes of a review to get to the last two minutes of the game or whatever the last 90 seconds um but the problem with that is that you lose all those casual fans and with the NBA draft if you spent the entire two, three hours just talking about player stats and stuff, I feel like you'd lose those casual fans who might have only stuck around to listen to those in-depth player backstories that they can kind of relate to. Um, and so that kind of brings me back to the big brother thing you were talking about where those hardcore fans will watch 24 seven footage of big brother. Uh, but then you lose the casual fans, uh, Otherwise, you need a mixture. You need like, that's why I think they should release some areas where it's talking about the people, you know, you can release some clips online. Like, this is all about John Jackson, just who he is and what he's about. And then other things are just like, here's who John Jackson is on the show. But the thing that's like, the reason I like basketball is a similar reason why I like Survivor more than Big Brother. Because basketball is fast paced. There's a lot of scoring and right. there's a lot of drama. People get fouled. People make shots. People miss shots. People block shots. People have football, beef. Yeah. Football. Uh, there's action, but it's in spurts and it's very long. You know? Yeah. So you're waiting for those spurts. And are there payoffs? All the time. There's In football, there's probably more payoffs than any other sport because it's little spurts. And then you're seeing, did they do it or not? Everything's a set thing. And it's kind right. of like reality TV in that sense. Here's the set thing. Here's the situation. Is it going to pan out this way? Yes or no? And baseball is the exact opposite. Where it's a set thing, but it's so slow. And in a lot of ways, every result kind of feels similar if you don't follow the sport intensely. Um, it, it's hard to see the different nuances, I guess, with yeah. baseball. The only thing that really intrigues me about baseball is how pitchers do it like how pitchers are able to throw like that and get the I think ball. that's the best part of the game yeah yeah to look Definitely. but the problem is that every time they throw a pitch they need six minutes to wash their hands with some like I don't know whether they, they're putting caramel on their hands now <laughs> and they're like uh okay and they're like this guy on the field he's you know he's on the mound he can really throw a nice slider and it's like okay I'm gonna sit here and wait forever for the next payoff 
And there should be a lot of payoffs in baseball. When you think about it like that, every pitch potentially should be a payoff. And every yeah, something pitch, could happen. Every pitch potentially could be a, a payoff. But guess what? It never is. Never. I can tell you for a fact that if you watch a whole baseball game, there will maybe be one or two payoffs the whole game. Yeah, that's that's kind of true, honestly. This season, more than any other baseball season ever, I think, there's been like a pitching renaissance and hitters have been hitting less. Yeah. More like incredible games by pitchers where they're, you know, getting no hitters, getting this, getting that. Yeah. These accolades. And is that fun to watch on Twitter.com? Yes. (laughs) Is it fun to watch over three and a half hours? You want to the MLB makes revenue too. Like on Twitter, they're making nothing. So, I mean, they're making money, but you got to see, you want to see people hit the ball. Like I get that, you know, unless, it's Jacob DeGrom. I, what a beast. It's not that, you know, every other pitcher, it doesn't look impressive when someone's throwing 90, when everyone else around them is throwing 90, yeah. even though throwing 90 miles per hour is <laughs> fucking hard. Like, it doesn't, it's like when you watch a basketball game and you're like, oh, like, they make that look easy. And then when you go to a basketball game in person, and you're like, oh, they're seven feet tall. Yeah. I didn't understand what that measurement meant. Yeah. It's similar in every sport, but in baseball, it just looks because it takes so long. It just looks like it, it looks, I guess, not even easier, but like slower and there's more of a drawn out aspect to it. Yeah. It's more painful for the casual fan to sit through. I would say those weaker moments. And here's the thing that I hate is I like watching baseball and I hate that about myself because I should. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I really, after saying all this, I shouldn't like watching Big Brother and I shouldn't like watching baseball. But the thing is, I love watching both of them uh-huh. because yeah, not even because there could be payoffs, just because you get so attached to an idea of something that then you end up getting attached to that thing itself. And just if you're a fan of sports, you'll probably like watching baseball just because they're like, oh, this guy's a hitter. It's competitive. Even. Yeah. Yeah. And there is, you know, there's always the chance that like Max Scherzer is going to like take his pants off and he's going, oh my God. <laughs> Uh, which like he almost did he will do it he's there's like always the chance and that's what's enticing I think for the casual fan of these things is that you there is a chance for a payoff but what happens with the casual viewers when there's not a payoff in five minutes they tend to leave and it's very old school to be like it's a man's game and you gotta watch baseball and you gotta wait it out it's like okay and I know like baseball's, <laughs> yeah, baseball's working on ways to speed up the game. Maybe we just do less innings. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what you do. Well, so you, you came here onto the show to talk about how to fix Big Brother, right? Talking about baseball now. <laughs> but so actually, on accident, I think a, a couple of minutes ago, you came up with the perfect solution to, to baseball. And so you had said that all the pitchers were using like caramel on, oh, on their they, hands. We should add more hoops for them to jump so You could literally just have them pitch with caramel on their hands. Yeah, why can't they use sticky things? I don't get it. What's I, I think that also adds a lot to the game too. Yeah, like, it, like it, it's hard to regulate that, I guess. But uh, like it I makes it interesting. I morally understand why people should not be using steroids. <laughs> not healthy. You shouldn't be using it. It has negative side effects. You know what I mean? It should be banned from the sport because it gives people an unfair advantage to your muscle. I get it. Sticky substances, if it's not bad for you, 
I thought you were about to say that we should all be using steroids just to make things more interesting. No, I don't think that. I think that'd be really sad because then it'd be like in football where like 30 years down the line, they're like this person, you know, something happens to them. And you'd be like, oh, God forbid that. So no, but if someone's putting, you know, you you go to a tar pit and you're putting tar in your hands and the tar is perfectly safe for you. It's like organic tar and it's sticky and it makes you throw the ball really hard. If it's fine for your body, I don't like, what's the reason they're not allowed to use sticky substances? And it's not like everybody else doesn't have access to the same sticky substances. Yeah, Well, that's what one pitcher was proposing that they just take that. They're like, here are the sticky substances you're allowed to use and you can't use, but everyone's going to use what they want to use. So I think at the end of the day, they should do that. They should say, here's what you can use. And if you use something outside of this, then you're in deep shit. But for the time being, like if, it's not an unfair advantage if everyone has it. Would it change sport? Yeah. That's why I think we should just add, like, to make baseball more interesting, there has to be less innings or there has to be, like, more balls or, like, more bases or something. Like, I want to see a guy, like, run to the outfield to, like, get to the base. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just there, want to see something crazy. There's some baseball league in, like, Louisiana or something right now. I think they're called the Savannah Bananas where they play with, these ridiculous rule sets where one of them was like they have overtime where the overtime is the pitcher versus the batter with them and there's a catcher so it's it's like a pitcher's duel and then if the if the batter gets a hit um then the pitcher has to go out and run and get the baseball and throw him out at home and if the if the batter makes it home before the pitcher throws him out then that team wins the game and it's little stuff like that that makes it really fast paced and takes out a lot of the waiting in the game and i'm not saying that baseball should like adopt exactly that but it kind of shows the flaws in uh in the sport and the, the amount of waiting that they intentionally put into the game yeah like talking about like pitch clocks and stuff like that too yeah but will baseball ever do it? probably probably not especially with the amount of like storied history that the sport has and the the records that they have to they like if if they drastically change the sport it would uh it would mess a lot of things up and that's that's a risk that i'm not sure that they're willing to take i think that's that's a big problem and a big problem is that when there's so many people who are invested in one thing and that thing needs to carry over or else like baseball is not the same as it was in 1980 yeah but that Part of that's on purpose, and part of that's just change in the game. Players like basketball, different. Basketball is extremely different with three pointers alone, let alone other rule changes. But three pointers was just like an evolution of you know three pointers have existed now for a long time, and well, that's why it drastically. It's kind of interesting that the NBA was willing to change something as drastic as like hand checking and taking that out of the game because that obviously had an enormous impact in the way players score because now you know perimeter play is a lot easier to to come by and i mean if you look at the ratings obviously it had a a really positive impact on the sport but uh that that had to have changed the record books in books in a a drastic way i think that's why basketball is the most fun sport to watch honestly because they're they're willing to do things drastically that they're saying hey, we think this would be more entertaining. Let's try. And they do stuff like that in the developmental G League and they try random rules and coaches challenges and things like that, that 
why, like in baseball, I don't understand and I'll never understand. We have the technology where an umpire is not needed. I literally, That's true. I quite literally see this, the little square the on square. the square telling me what the strike zone is. And the ball goes out of the strike zone. And I see on TV that the ball goes out of the strike zone. And my dumbass could say, that is a ball. And the umpire who cannot see the strike zone, because as much as the umpire knows baseball, he doesn't have the box that I have on TV. And he goes, strike. And everyone is pissed off. Why are we doing this? Why are we letting ourselves be pissed off? We don't need people there. There doesn't need to be an empire, an umpire. Empire, oh my God. There does, like, that doesn't need to exist. There Look, could literally be a speaker system that says strike, ball. In a funny way, the MLB kind of did it to itself on purpose because they either could have cut out that little white square that gets everybody really mad or they could have cut out the empire. Instead, they have both. And, like, really just... Just, I don't understand why... Like, have the umpire there maybe to make sure nobody fights and make sure that, the, you know, the benches are all good. But So we don't need an umpire. We need, like, security. We need, like, security that understands the rules of baseball. So they can be like, no, no, no. Like, I understand why the umpire is there to be like, that guy's safe on base here. But people are always like, oh, that's a bad call. And the NBA does it with their two-minute um, two reviews, the last-minute yeah. reviews. Why do they have those? Just don't do them. Why yeah. are we admitting to mistakes yeah don't admit we ever made a mistake just be like hey like i understand why you want to be like hey we got it wrong but then it looks it feels bad like it yeah just feel as as a casual fan as a fan of a specific team it feels very bad i mean yeah definitely they made many mistakes in this game because it's people and people make mistakes so let's have we have how many cameras in each of these sports they can see every single inch. You can literally like blow it up in 3D now. Yeah. Just, why can't the cameras be like that? That happened. That didn't happen. The ball touched this person. That's out on that person. And I was listening to a basketball podcast and they were talking about uh, changes with like a, a jump ball because the ref has to throw up the ball in the air. Okay. Why can't the ball fall from the ceiling? Why can't Whoa. the ball get ejected from the floor? <laughs> so it goes straight up every time. What? Why can't that happen? <laughs> Why is there an issue with goaltending? We have cameras that can see, that can sense when the ball hits the backboard. Why is that an issue? Yeah. I mean, is still happening. Why are things that were like issues in 1935 when the, Yan- when the Yankees were playing and they were like, that's a strike. No, that's a ball. Like, why does that still happen today? Yeah, I mean, that, that kind of blew my mind. In particular, like, the, the jump ball thing with, like, the, the basketball coming out of the ceiling just being shot out. I'm thinking, like, awesome. Like, what, what other kind of things can we, like, shoot out of these stadium ceilings? That would be... That would make the game interesting. It'd be awesome. Why can't yeah. basketball have a penalty box like hockey? There's so many things that could be added just for the fun of it. Yeah. Like, just to do it. And I think the reason... <laughs> sports don't do this it's just out of fear that change is too much because change is scary right uh, and it's a like fans, a multi-billion dollar industry yeah, for the all fans of and teams for everyone change is scary and i think eventually there will be like we're trying out the first robotic baseball player he's gonna hit every pit you can throw a slider you can throw a fastball you can throw a change up he's hitting it like eventually that will happen but yeah. right now that's not happening the olympics are very soon and People are going to break records. It's going to happen. It's going to be entertaining. 
at the Olympics, is there ever an issue with, um, we had the ref on site at the uh, track event. He doesn't know whose foot hit the end first. Uh, we're going to go. No, they look at the camera. They're like, oh, no, finish. Yeah. this guy's hit the foot. Here's the winner. They don't get it wrong. There's no such thing. When in the Olympics do they get the result wrong? I mean, I guess you could say certain like judging uh, events yeah. are, are possible. But yeah. Yeah, there's issues. But that's still that subjective. That's regardless. all. That's a subjective event. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of those sports even have like sensors in the floor for this kind of stuff where you can, it's impossible to get it wrong, like on, on out of bounds or something. Like, so. why do we have people at like the NFL combine who are, you know, when people are running their, uh, they're running whatever event, we have people who have stopwatches to see how fast they're doing it. Why do we have that? Why are we trusting ourselves to be like, we have things that could just measure the time. Why are we like, oh, let's see uh, the judge on the side. Says he ran it in 496. But the, uh, like, we're humans. We are slow. It's how we work. Yeah. We know the capabilities and what we can do. So do I like seeing, like, the box on baseball when they're pitching? Yes. I want to know if it's a strike or a ball because I'm too stupid to know otherwise. So I need the box. But, and do I care, like, like when the when it's clearly a ball and they call it a strike, sometimes you smirk and you're like, oh, they messed up. <laughs> and that's it's fun to remind yourself that we can mess up. Maybe maybe that's the issue. Maybe it would be too perfect if there were no umpires. Well, so I, w- I was talking to my friend Xavier, who I'm, I'm going to shout out right now. Uh, we were we were talking a little bit about the advancements of technology in sports and uh, whether that's for better or worse. And he was talking about how. With soccer, there is some video and te- technological advancement that have been made that make the calls too perfect, like with offsides and stuff like that. It, like if you're offsides by like your shirt length or something, it'll call you. And people are like mad about that. And they'd rather have a little bit of leniency that only a human at this point anyways can provide. Um, yeah, so, so that's, that's the question. About. Do we want that? Do we want there to be some possibility for error? Because us as fans and as players just want, we just want at the end of the day to be like, you know, maybe just, I had a long day. Maybe just let this one go. (laughs) So in some ways it kind of like adds to the drama and this is about to get a little like out there, I guess. But do we really like yelling at the refs when they're wrong and that makes us feel better? Yeah, and we would feel worse if the refs got it right every time. The refs are there for us to blame them. It's a tangible thing for us to look at, be like, you made a mistake. And for the refs to be like, oh, I didn't make a mistake. We know the refs made a mistake. Like we know they did. It's okay to admit, maybe that's what it's teaching us, that it's okay to make a mistake, even on a game that hundreds of millions of people have bet on and are watching and has so much money riding on it. Maybe it's, if it's okay for that person to make a mistake, it's okay for me to like take a wrong left and be like, oh shit, I'm in the wrong place now. So that, that kind of just blew my mind, I would say. Yeah, I could see that going either way of like, yeah, people want to relate to the refs, like you said, getting multi billion dollar things wrong. Um, Does anyone ever side with the ref? Who sides with the ref or the umpire? Yeah, it, it, I guess it never happens. Um, yeah. cause I'm thinking like, back to like, 
the 2015-16 NBA Finals with the the Warriors and Cavs. Yeah, Draymond getting. Yeah, I still get heated over that and like feeling like my man Andrew Bogut and like Steph Curry and, and Draymond Green got rocked by the refs. And I'll be mad about that probably to the day I die. And getting mad at those refs, I I guess in some way adds to my NBA experience. Yeah, because refs are people and it's it's okay for us to be mad at people. But once it becomes robots, we cannot be mad at robots. Because they were right. They're they perfect. So yeah. we would have to be mad at the player and nobody wants to be mad at their player. So I think that's also, it's also scary to be like robots are here. But uh, it's part of it. Yeah. The, the biggest thing of concern to me though is definitely in baseball, just with that strike zone, because it's it's right in your face. In other sports, in basketball and football, they have to go, they have to review it. Sometimes you watch the review. It, it took 30 minutes the other night because it's hard to tell even on the review. Yeah. In baseball, it is not hard to tell at all. The ball is either in the white square or not in the white square. And so that's why MLB has kind of really shot itself in the foot there. I that's guess. my that's my only grievance with what they should change. It's just like, well, that, I, that and the caramel baseballs. But oh yeah. We should just lather up the baseballs in like some type of oil and just yeah. throw it. I want to see like like before a batter, like every game the opposing team gets to pick one player that gets like multi balls and they they just keep throwing balls in them. <laughs> they just like there needs to be an added element of something. Yeah. Like let's just every team picks the sticky substances the, the other team's pitchers are allowed to use. Wow. So there's like a row of like 25 things and you're the um, you're the John Jackson and I'm the Ben Kessler. And I'm like, I want John Jackson to either use this oil, this grease, this other type of oil, this butter, and this soap. And those are the things you get to throw with today. And that you're like, okay, so... and you start rubbing your hands with soap. And here we go. It sounds so horrifically dangerous, but also amazing. Um, and and I would definitely watch that. On the mound, there's just these collection of things. Uh, it would be fun to be like, well, what's he going to pick him down? And the pitcher is DeGrom. It looks like DeGrom is, he's picking up the brick. He's going to wipe his hands with the brick, it looks like. I think that'd be really interesting. And what yeah. pitchers would be like, I'm not using anything. Well, so, yeah, I mean, that, I guess that's how you get pitchers to not use sticky substances because they have no choice but to they go to with the publicly. bare hand. Yeah. They would wow. have to show everyone publicly. And I think that's the issue is, that's the issue with the new rule is that they're not, the new rule makes it look like they're exposing them publicly. Like the new rule, I can't think of a good metaphor, but the new rule is like when you're clearly cheating on a test and like the teacher is looking at you and you look at the teacher and you're like, I'm like done. I'm so done. This is over. Uh, so, and that's the, and no one likes that. And that's the, the problem is it makes the pitchers look dumb because it's like, I'm not, that's why Max Scherzer threw his pants off because he's like, I'm not cheating. And you're making it look like I'm cheating. You're making it look like, or you're making me out to look like I'm doing something I'm not adding an extra layer of something for me to go through and I'm not doing it. And it's like one, you know, one person doing it could ruin it for all. Yeah. Baseball, which it should, honestly, like they should change the, the rules part of it because who knows who else is doing it that nobody knows that. Right. But the, 
problem within that is they're making pitchers look stupid. Like it, if someone gets caught, they look dumb because it's after the fact. Whereas if they just are like, okay, we can use these sticky substances and you have to show it to like the whole crowd before the game starts. Like you have to right. walk in and be like, I'm using this tonight. Like <laughs> that adds some pride to it. So it no longer looks like cheating. Yeah. Okay. Like so if you, if you could walk out and you could be like, tonight I am using these this object to do this in this sport that I play that I've been using for a decade and a half. Yeah. No one would be like, shame on you, Jonathan. They'd be like, okay, let's play so, the game. Yeah. You, you think about like switching the narrative where, you know, the standard is that they are allowed to use these things. And then think about the drama that you could add to the sport where it's like, you know, game seven of the world series or something. And like Clayton Kershaw comes out and he's like, I'm not going to use any sticky substances and I'm still going to smack you. And then he does That'd it. Like, awesome. think about, yeah. Right. So like, it would know. be awesome. <laughs> so the MLB kind of like, you know, fixes both problems, like not having enough drama. And then, you know, you don't have these players who are like thrown up on a, on a cross for using these sticky substances. Yeah. Cause if this, my whole idea is if the sticky substances aren't hurting anyone it's like in football players wide receivers wear gloves they're sticky it's yeah. Legal. yeah if you're doing something that doesn't harm you and is fine within the realm of the sport there's no issue with it you know yeah you, you know if you take your pads and add 12 extra pounds to them that's an issue yeah <laughs> that's okay that's an issue that's something that's different and it's a, definitely a case-by-case situation you can't look at this and then be like, oh, well, are you saying everything you should be? No. <laughs> well, ben it's Kessler fun. said we should all be pretty sticky substances. So. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I'm sure there's other things in baseball that it's like, no, they should not be doing this. But yeah. like steroids and stuff like yes. that, which is, as you said, immoral and like dangerous. Yes. Um, Don't but use if anything, steroids. Yeah. Just yeah. play baseball. It's literally a game. Just play it. Right. Play the not game. that hard. It's what I don't understand with sports either. Sometimes players are like, yeah, I'm just playing the sport. It's like, yeah, that's the right attitude. Yeah. You're just playing basketball. Right. And I know that's a lot, very easy for me to say as a fan who doesn't have millions of dollars riding in the sport. But no, nah, yeah, I, I get that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like James like, Harden is, is really all about that. Like, I'm not just here to play the game. Like, he doesn't care. Yeah, he's so much about other people are like, are you drawing fouls? Are you doing this? He's like, I'm just playing basketball the way I've been playing it my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> they call the fouls. I don't. Do I want foul shots? Yes. That's how I play the game. Yeah. What, are you gonna tell me to stop? Yeah, I have a lot of respect for that for sure. Yeah. Um, like Trey on. I hate Trey on. Go Nick. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I know you're big Knicks fan. So. Trey. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the Hawks win. The rule with the the rule, my rule of sports, if you're a fan, the team that beats your team must go on to win everything. That way it feels validated wow. that you so want them. You hate Trey Young so much that you want him to win. Yes. I want wow. the Hawks to win because that way I can say, look, the Knicks lost to the champion. But if the Hawks like lost in the second round, it would just be like, well, that was useless. Okay. So so your investment in your team goes beyond your personal vindication. Yes, 100%. Okay, I respect Trae Young that. Is, Trae Young's fun to watch, and I yeah. hate him for it. Me too. And I, I, I get that. that. They changed a rule for him, and he's going to talk about it for the rest of his career. Yeah, he did send out that tweet. He was, like, all proud, and he's feeling himself. Because um, he does that. He does the 
James Harden thing where he sticks his shoulder out. He pretends like he's shooting. And he's like, ha-ha, you jumped, idiot. And then he throws himself into you. Yeah. Pisses Classic uh, don't hate the player, hate the game kind of thing, though. Like we were no, talking about. I will hate the player. I, I, You're I the still only player doing it. <laughs> well, he Maybe was. every other player. At this point, I feel like everybody's kind of kind of hopped People on that. It. Nobody does it as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. So we're about an hour in so far, um, but I'm still trying to hear. Like, I know that you had some other things that you want to talk about. If anything, I'm I'm about to cut this episode into like two two parts, <laughs> like the, the Big Brother half, and then we're like yeah, fixing Big Brother and sports, and then I don't whatever know what else I had talk. off the top of my head. I, I wanted to talk about the basketball thing because that's so stupid. But uh, <laughs> we we can I keep talking about that. I'm no, it's fine just... with that. It's just dumb that it goes on for so long. It's so, and I'm saying that, and we're recording this for an hour talking about it, and that's the <laughs> insane thing. Is it's like you can do that. Well, we are those those basketball sickos, mm-hmm. as they say, that just like you know really love the sport. And it's like, in, uh, I don't know if you watch Bo Burnham's new special. On I haven't, but I've been meaning to. In it, he he says something that he's talking about. He's like, can can everyone just like shut up like can't someone just shut up about something and he's like i know you're probably staring at the screen wondering hey but you're not shutting up (laughs) you know what you're right i'm not so it's part of that thing like yeah yeah i mean we it's driven us to uh to spend even more time more more time talking about the thing that we want to spend less time on i'm not even mad about it i'm laughing at it because it's like it's not something that like if you're getting physically mad at sports calm down please yeah unless you bet if you bet money on it i see your grievance and i'm sorry for you (laughs) but you also did that to yourself eh, no i i understand it but like if you're just a fan of the team like it's okay it's gonna be okay yeah there's always next year although when when the nets lost this year i did there was no next year i I shed a couple tears and uh got got my my jared allen jersey all all soaked through but (laughs) I got over Yeah, I'll, I'll still hold out for uh, for next year, no matter how. Bring back Jared Allen. Bring back Jared Allen. That's all we need. You're waiting. All, all I need is Jared Allen and D'Angelo Russell back, and I'll have the dream season. Your two jerseys. Yeah, yeah. And I had my Jeremy Lin shirt underneath too. It was a it was a whole whole package. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to? You had initially said that you wanted to rant about this. Uh, movie uh oh, well program no, no that's not i kind of like it too much <laughs> <laughs> you like it too much to rant about it yeah so i use letterbox which is it's spelled letterbox and then with a d after and it's basically just an app where you can log every single movie you've watched and give it a rating of five stars and i did that uh and and my brother the other day was looking at it my account and he was looking at all the movies and he was just berating me uh, for the movies that I rated a certain star. And you know what? It's my fucking ratings. Yeah. It's not, it's the first thing that I've ever done. Then I'm like, you know what? This is for me. You know, other people can look at it. Sure. And if they're happy with it, that's fine. But so if you're you looking at my rating of the movie Grown Ups and telling me that it's wrong that I gave it this many stars. <laughs> like, it's, it's my rating. I like certain movies I enjoy. It's not it. So, so you put it out onto that list, like website, just for your own safekeeping of like, yeah, this is what I thought of that. Back. 
Okay. Yeah. And just be yeah. like, oh, these are the movies I've seen. And this is kind of how I liked it and how I didn't. It's nice to like movies you watch with certain people to be like, oh, I remember watching this movie at this certain occasion or whatever. It's nice for people that enjoy watching movies. And it's the same thing for like so many other apps. But I feel like there's such a culture with like movies and just like, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and things like that. And it's like, oh, the critics said. And it's like, and the critics are just kind of like BSing. So people will think like, Eh, who knows but they know what they're doing my mom always says like when you're when you're done watching a movie watch the credits and see how many names took to make that movie and then you go home and you're like eh, ending with shit c minus <laughs> like look how many names it took and how many people and how many hours it took to make that movie that you just paid money to go and watch yeah and then you're like you know what i didn't like the part 20 minutes in where there was like a scream c plus <laughs> like and okay. that really makes you think yeah so, i get like this is art that people have made and so when i rate movies i generally say it's out of five stars any uh three stars for me is like that's generally the middle but that's also like if it's movies three stars it means it was good and i liked it yeah if it's anything above three stars it means i will probably watch that movie again right uh anything below three stars is just like I either this is not my type of movie, meaning I just don't like the plot or the story or the way it looks, or I'm like, oh, they just did a bad job. Like, I just personally think they did a bad job. And is that wrong of me to say that after just saying, like, look how many people it took? Yes, it is. But you know what? I'm, everyone's allowed. That's the point is everyone's allowed to their opinion. It's important to step. Everyone's entitled to their opinion of a movie, but take a step back and be like, they put a lot of work into it. And I right. <laughs> look how much work Adam Sandler put into Grumps. <laughs> well, to some degree, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking there, there have to have been a couple of movies out there where like, you know, the, the producers and the directors, whatever, they pretty clearly phoned that one in. And there are, for all there the are hours great movies in. I love. There are great movies I hate. There are bad movies I love. I saw Arrival in theaters and I left the movie theater and I loved Arrival. And I looked at my dad and who I saw it with and I said, oh, dude, that was awesome, right? And he looked at me and he went, that was stupid. And, <laughs> and he went, that's dumb. And I'm going to spoil Arrival, but it ends with Amy Adams character making a big decision and it's about time travel and shit. And um, my dad we stood up in the theater and my, to leave and my dad goes, Amy Adams' character was selfish. And I was like, okay. I well, guess that's what you got from the movie then. With, with an ending like that, it's kind of like you, you sort of get uh, benefit from whatever decision they make, whether you liked it or not. It's like, it adds to the drama. Yeah, it's the, the whole the thing like we were talking about earlier with the payoff. Where it's like, yeah. are you just waiting for the payoff or are you watching baseball because you just like watching baseball? Right. If you're just waiting for the payoff, baseball's stupid. Yeah. You like watching baseball because you just like baseball. It's fun. Yeah. You know, do you That's like true. watching movies just because you like the movie or are you watching the movie for the big reveal or moment? Because if you're just watching the movie for the big reveal or moment, you probably not going to enjoy it as much or think that it's oh that i saw that coming or something like that yeah that's true that's true um okay so uh one one more thing um just a quick thing as somebody who has put all of your 
the movies that you've seen and like rated them on that on that website um can you relate to this at all because that uh anime has this this own <laughs> site that does essentially the same thing where you can like rank all the shows that you've seen and what you think of them and i haven't done this yet of like going through all the shows that i watched and like ranking them but has anybody ever asked you what you thought of a show and because like maybe before you did this you hadn't rated all of them and you were like oh yeah i hated that show but then you think that was like wait no i love that show why did i just yes. <laughs> bag yes. on that <laughs> yes 100 percent yes so yeah, that that's kind of my motivation for doing something similar like that of all the movies, shows, and whatever that I've seen, just so I don't like badmouth something that I really liked by accident. Uh, sometimes it's it's weird, like because when you rank a lot of movies in a row, you start to be like, well, is you know Paddington really better than The Dark Knight? I don't know. But then it's like, wait, why am wait, I wait. thinking of it like this? Don't spoil Paddington though, because I, I really still kind of watched that. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but it's just like one of those things where you're like, uh, is it, you know, it doesn't matter when you're ranking them what's better than the other because that's not how I rank things. I rank things out of five. I don't rank things against each other. Those um, are all my rants. That, those are some good rants in there. I feel like we, we got a pretty solid, what was that, hour and... And 15 minutes. Thanks. Okay. Check What's out my that? letterbox, Ben Kessler Inc. Oh, yeah. You got to drop all your links right now. It's, it's tradition. Letterbox. If you just go to letterbox.com, I think. Okay. On everything, on every single social media, I think I'm Ben Kessler, B E N K E S S L E R I N C Inc. Uh, okay. I think that's me on every social media. I think so. Including. I, uh, YouTube, or is that just Ben Kessler? YouTube, I'm just Ben Kessler, but there's a singer named Ben Kessler, and he will pop up, and you will never find me. So of uh, all the things that probably should be Ben Kessler, Inc., that's probably the one. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I should change it. Uh, <laughs> that's true. But like Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we only finally got an Instagram. That was yeah. nuts. Yeah. In, uh, LinkedIn, I'm Ben Kessler. Uh, <laughs> Add me. Uh, okay. Facebook, I'm just Ben Kessler, add me. Sure. All right. Um, that was a pretty good uh, pretty good conversation we had right there. I appreciate you stopping by, Ben, to talk about everything ranging from uh, Big Brother to what was the farthest thing we got? Uh, it big was all to big. <laughs> we went from Big Brother to Big in the full circle. Full circle. Yeah. Okay. These um, are the things I think about during the day yeah i i see that yeah <laughs> um oh you're gonna have to send me an autograph i'm trying to do like a little yearbook thing too with like all the people that i've had okay. on my podcast so you're gonna have to send me your autograph Can and i stop the recording now? uh yeah i get it. We'll, we'll do that <laughs> um i'll stop mine too